0: This episode of the Horse Feed UK podcast has been brought to you by the Dressage Coach. Check out their online digital training hub over at thedressagecoach.com. Hello baby. Hi guys, welcome back to episode 22 of the Horse Feed UK podcast. Thank you very much for joining us for today's show. We've got a brilliant lineup, and we're discussing complementary therapies for both you and your horse. Bringing us the horse side, we've got Vicky and Grace. They're telling us all about Theraplay, Salt Therapy, and Water Treadmill, and how they can help your horse with rehab and fitness work. On from that we've got Sophie Douglas, she's talking to us about how hypnotherapy can help you overcome any confidence issues and reach your equestrian goals. We hope that you enjoyed today's show, as always don't forget to head over to Instagram or Facebook at The HostFeed UK and give us a like and a follow. Let us know what you think of this episode and if you've got any suggestions for future shows. Until then, sit back, grab a cuppa and enjoy this episode. Hi guys, it's Sam and Amy. We're back again for this catch
1: up. There's not a lot happening, but there's a lot planning and there's a lot going on behind the scenes and a lot of things changing. So there has been a quite a few announcements, actually. Oh right, come on, keep me up to date and all our listeners. So last time we were talking, we were on about the SSA DL, the Senior Show and Dressage League. Thank you. Their final used to be at Olympia. Oh veteran. yeah, the veteran class. That was the it. Yeah the two veteran classes they ridden written in hand so they are no longer having the final olympia so there was a bit of a we didn't know what they were going to do with it anyway they have announced that they will be holding it at royal international which oh, is nice
0: that's nice
1: it's still a big yeah. big show yeah Joe, not there's no veteran classes there at the minute so it's a really nice finale middle of the year as well anyone that's got veterans will know my 29 year old currently resembles a feral yeti that's never seen a (laughs) brush in his life so I think a lot of people with veterans will be happy that especially with the rules they have in place regarding products and things like that if you are thinking of competing read the rule book really carefully no makeup no sprays all the little finishing touches that we normally do no no you will get disqualified if you get caught so oh, make sure yeah. you read the rule book but anyway i'm digressing a bit so yeah i think having a nice july final the veteran ponies will probably look more the best yes sandy gets extra stiff in the the winter because he's arthritic so i think a nice summer 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 show will do them the world of good and show them off to the best of their ability really so that's nice definitely and then another one for the amateurs, because the senior showing final is just amateurs as well. Another one is quite a well-known competition. So the SEIB insurers brokers, they do a search for a star season, yes. qualifying season. So they have qualifiers up and down the country for certain classes. And then the final is held at Hoys for most of them. Apart from what was the MMs, which is at Your Horse Live normally, nice. they've announced some new classes. Now, I'm not sure how they're running it because they're spinning on about um, a virtual thing. So I don't know whether it's going to be a virtual qualifier or show qualifier. I think they're waiting and seeing with the COVID, but they're bringing in a veteran class, nice. another one to aim for. Uh, the final for that would be Your Horse Live, I think, and also a part bred traditional class as well. from what i could gather which would be a good one because there's a lot of ponies that are trads but don't quite fall in against the trads because they're not quite as heavy but they're not quite natives and maybe they just get missed out a little bit so it's mm-hmm. nice to see them have their own class and like i say that is for amateurs as well so if you start starting showing and you want to aim high it's a brilliant way to get going and have we had any update from british riding clubs for this year they had a little announcement the other day about knocking some money off the memberships which is a really bit lovely yeah. Um, some of their finals have been postponed They're looking at maybe doing some of the dressage stuff virtually at the minute it's very very touch and go no one knows what's happening I've been booking judges myself because we are a, a British Riding Club affiliated club mm-hmm. yeah so I've been booking judges on the proviso that hopefully we'll get to go ahead and I think most people from what I can gather are planning a full season but putting contingencies in place just in case there's a lot of reserve dates out there at the minute because no one knows what's going to happen and I think that's one thing we really learned from last year is that you just can't predict and yes you might get told you're in tier two one day but the next day you might be on full lockdown we just we don't know there's a lot of if and where buts babies and it's just going to have to be played by year really there's already been a few cancellations the launch was the Biggest last one to go as well, which most people already know. It's a shame, but you can kind of see it coming,
0: and better to know now than rather than the week before yeah and there's still there's plenty of sort of online stuff that people can yep. be taking part in people are running competitions there's loads more sprited up um if anybody wants to know the load on online showing right back at the beginning we did online com. um uh, you know we did a great interview with them and you know they're still running and, and going ahead and stuff and there's we're sort of joined up with the dressage coach as well you've online training online coaching if anybody's struggling sort of with their own motivation and ideas and suggestions there's an awful lot people are releasing an awful lot and a lot of it's being given away for free as well and there's a lot of resources that you can access so yeah. there is something for everyone isn't there we've not been able to do
1: as much with the girls that i would normally be doing so i rode harmony today and she was like pedaling uphill because she's bow and idle at the best of times but today she was extra lazy she's like
0: i like retired life I'm like no you're eight <laughs> crack on and then she was so good um, amy offered up a ride at the end and i was like Oh, I don't know. And she she was like, I don't know if I can be bothered. I wasn't sort of, you know, in the mood necessarily. And you were like, Well, neither's the pony, so come on. <laughs> yeah. on. Did, I only did ten minutes and I was puffing away. So um you know, But your seats
1: did... definitely improved after logo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if anybody follows me, sort of on my personal Instagram account, they'll see I've been doing a little, a little bit of a push with the dressage coach and sort of anime Fitness and a few other people in the past, and picking bits up there to get my own fitness up a little bit. And yeah, we've got um sort of a telegraph-sized log that um Mark, one of the livery's husbands, was nice enough to cut down for us. And um, yeah, we've it was suspended on a bale and on one of the stillages and very high. <laughs> it cracked me up because i didn't know until sort of last week that amy was scared of heights um and it didn't seem any higher than harmony sort of from the ground it was it it was hitler (laughs) it was funny when amy actually got on um we have got a video of that amy actually we'll have to put it up on
2: the web (laughs) <laughs> no so yeah
0: so I've been just because somebody said like you'll because I tend to tip forward a little bit which sort of upsets my balance um and yeah you can't really tip forward on a telegraph pole because it's quite narrow much more narrow than a horse and so you're more likely to sort of drop off to one side so yeah, I've been having a little bit of practice so it was nice to sit on harmony me today and so I feel that relaxation in my lower back and to so just just be sat there. A great tip Maddie gave me as well because I posted um in the members hub for the dressage coach and, you know, any tips. And she said, imagine that you've got like a £10 note um, clamped between sort of, you know, the back of your arm, the top of your arm at the back. And that's a good one for me as well because I do tend to sort of come out in my arms. So, no, really, really helpful tips. But like I say, that's just from, you know, some really nice help and advice on Facebook. And it's funny actually because... Um, Em was getting a few notifications coming through on her phone just before we got ready to go live on the recording. And I was like, who is messaging you? Like, was like oh, the group on WhatsApp. And I was like, what's this group on WhatsApp that I'm not in? And because you are my only friend. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really offended. Tell, but it interesting. Tell, tell the listeners about the group, names
1: So I think we've touched a few times that I attend regular clinics with an instructor and the instructor I use is Penny. She's absolutely fantastic. She goes above and beyond. Like she's so helpful. She's always there and it's great. So she's created a little WhatsApp group. for. we have some Facebook groups as well for uh, clients, basically. So we organize events, chat about what clinics, if there's somewhere comes up that we want to hire, we'll say, oh, such a place is available. Anyone free this date?" And we'll do like a group booking and Penny will come along and teach us. So, It's nice that every now and again, if you're having a bad day or you feel like you've achieved something, we put it in the group as well. It's not just for organising. There's such a supportive group. Like Half these people I've never even met. Yeah, It's lovely just to have someone going, oh, well done, that's really good. Or, Oh, well, I didn't ride either today because it just makes you realise you're not alone. So we were chatting about goals in the group the other day. So one of the girls is generating a spreadsheet and we've all put down our name, our horse's name, and some goals for the year that we want to achieve, which is great because some people are very much like, I just want to jump across course across poles. Some people are like, I want to ju- jump a hoist hike course. Everything. And everyone's like, that's achievable. That's doable. It's so supportive. It's fantastic. Plus, then Penny knows exactly what we're all aiming for and mm-hmm. she can help us get there, basically.
0: So, my a really goal, good idea. Yeah.
1: yeah. My goal for the year... Well, harmony. I wanted to do the hoys qualifiers, so we're putting that on the on the back burner. So my goal with Caddy is to get the rest of the weight off her, because anyone that's seen her, she was very fat. She lives You're doing off-
0: amazing with it though. She's like looks like a different pony, and she's maturing as well
1: and growing. But no, you have you have <laughs> done such a good job. So we've got that off, and there's just a little bit more behind her saddle where I'd like her to lose it. It doesn't happen overnight, as we all know, nope. trying to lose weight ourselves and get fitter. And we yeah. there. So yeah, that's, that's cool, number one to make her a skinny mini. Goal number two is to make me a skinny mini. <laughs> well, not skinny mini. I'll never be a skinny
0: mini, but a little bit fitter would be nice. I think it matters, doesn't it? You know, we've had a few people on the show now that have chatted and, and rider fitness, and it it is. It does help. It helps you. It helps the horse. Like I said, just that 10 minutes on Harmony today, and I could sort of feel it, like, you know, the cold that you get in your chest, like you've done a run, and that's, that's pretty shameful from riding. But it puts pain. That was. The was the, the, yeah. the assumption, though, that some people have that you're just sitting on the horse and you, you know and you don't do anything that's just lies like anybody that thinks that wants yeah. to sit on a horse but just going back to the goal setting I know myself I've used various different tools for sort of personal professional development and things like that but they do say writing down a goal just putting it down actually you know like on a spreadsheet or whatever you're 40% more likely to achieve it it's genuine it is a legitimate thing that actually does work so if anybody's looking for stuff like that there's 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 helping the stuff available online like i know dan he's come on sports psychologist dan he's been out and about doing lots of stuff but i know he's got some free workbooks and i do keep saying check out the dressage coach and things like that as well because because they've got loads of stuff and resources and they are available aren't they if you go and look for them have we any other news from sort of around the uk i think that's pretty much about it
1: really um i'm probably wrong and there's probably a load of stuff i've missed but that's the um, stuff that really springs to mind at the moment
0: if anybody's got anything you know like i say um the equestrian business awards that's something that's sort of come on my radar um yeah. this week sort of nominating instructors barriers, things like that but if there's anything that we're sort of missing please feel free and um, best way to do it is to hashtag or at us at the horse uk on on your post whatever you know whatever you're doing whatever you guys are doing whatever you want us to check out and of course we'll you know as soon as it comes to our notice we'll check it out and we'll have a look Yeah, we will, because you noticed something on Facebook today, didn't you? Yeah, I did. It was um, a bit of a ride around, actually. It was quite a funny one. Somebody had been out for a hack with the horse, and um, they'd met. I think it was a driver or a walker. I can't remember. I've not not got it in front of me it was a man anyway <laughs> um, and they'd turn around and they'd said you shouldn't be riding the horse and the girl riding was like oh god like did he mean because of covid because obviously you know i'm i'm local and I'm, it's for exercise purposes which is allowed. um yep. but no apparently the gentleman in question just thought that the horse you shouldn't be ridden no horse should be ridden ever it's 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 not right and um yeah it should be in a field and it needed rescuing, but bearing Man, I think this is sort of like a, a bit of a rescue horse anyway.
1: The best, bit, the best bit for me was when the guy said, it's 2021, horses should not be being ridden. <laughs> What's yeah. that got to do with it?
0: It's very confusing. Yeah, I can understand the thinking for the second, like because of COVID, no, just because yeah. they shouldn't be ridden. Despite the fact they have for hundreds and hundreds of years, like saying, well, dogs shouldn't be domesticated, then we should just let them all just run free and wild. <laughs>
1: And I think, oh, as no. we all know, if a horse doesn't want to be ridden, it ain't getting ridden.
0: That's exactly it. That's exactly <laughs> it. But bless. Um, I think we're seeing a lot of sort of non-horsey or maybe out and about in the country that's yeah. wanting to voice their own opinions. I don't know. Maybe the yeah. man having a bad day. Just bizarre. Just bizarre, really. That, but yeah. That's one thing I have seen
1: a lot of, people feeding people's horses there's been quite a few deaths unfortunately that I've been yeah. around that's just disgraceful
0: that from the potato yeah it was like oh god you'd just be so devastated and you know when people got signs up and things like that it's just oh soul destroying like oh, I can't imagine like my heart goes out to anybody that's been affected by that yeah it's awful yeah, yeah I think the best sign
1: way of putting it across to people who aren't horsey i've seen the signs saying i won't come in your house and feed your child so don't feed my horse and i think there really needs to be something done about it the police are now starting to get on top hopefully of the road safety i think they've started taking that a little bit more seriously so i think the next thing they need to start looking at is this because there's just no respect for the countryside anymore They might be i just
0: don't think i think it's okay i think i think people don't understand the rules you know sort of like going back years and stuff like people knew to close gates and to take litter home and to you know treat it and leave it as you found it and to not interfere and i think that perhaps because people haven't spent as much time out in the country over the last 10 20 years we've moved much more indoors with internet and gaming and things like that i think and now obviously it's different people are venturing back outside again because they're getting cabin fever but yeah like you say some of this country code etiquette has been um has been lost a little bit and it needs to perhaps be yeah. revisited and you know maybe promoted a little bit more because people especially coming up to summer I'm sure the lockdown will lift a little bit but people are going out into the country they are taking more walks and it wouldn't it wouldn't go amiss would it to just sort of remind people of you know the, these are the, this is a you know the conduct when you're out and about and yeah yeah fingers crossed though maybe like the countryside alliance or somebody like that will start sort of promoting that sort of thing and i know the bhs do amazing work as well yeah. and loads of different bodies and stuff so yeah no bbc will get involved with a winter watch or something and do a bit of a push fingers crossed fingers crossed yeah yeah but um so just you know take care if you're out and about so yeah i think that's pretty much us for our little update for this fortnight you want to get in touch if you want to come on the show if you've got anything to say sort of you know we're always looking for rider reviews and and rider rants if you've got any you know, i always.
3: want ride
1: a rider review i'm thinking of getting myself some new stirrup irons because i have very bad knees and i want to know what's good and what's bad because i'm not spending 200 200 plus quid on something that's not going to make any difference so if you've got bad knees mm. let us know what you recommend that'd be a good review for
0: me please it- it would because there are quite a few different variants like I know we've got the Flexons, there's a Sprenger and there's a few others knocking about as well so yeah, that'd be a great one if anybody's got any feedback there. Please do let us know, hashtagging at the Horse UK podcast. So up next we've got a brilliant interview with um, Grace and Vicky from Rookery Equine Spa, so stay tuned for that and until next time guys, it's goodbye from me and Amy. Bye! <laughs> We're here today with Grace and Vicky. They own Rookery Equine Spa. Am I saying that right, guys? Isn't no, Rookery Equine Limited. Rookery Equine Limited. Fabulous. Just for our listeners, do you want to tell us a little bit about what they're doing, in case they've not seen you on social media and so forth?
2: Um, yeah, so we're just a family-owned uh, equine fitness and rehabilitation business based in Cheshire. We do all sorts. Um, so we have horses that come in after surgeries for rehabilitation programs or we have competition horses that will come in for fitness, just a huge variety. And we have lots of different equipment, such as the water treadmill, saltwater spa, combi floor, solarium, Activo Med products, okay. just yeah, salt chamber, quite a lot of uh, different things. So we, you know, we can cater for most individuals that do come.
0: Sounds fantastic because I'd already heard of you because one of the people on my yard, she's brought her horse that had really, the change in him is absolutely amazing. Um, He had like quite a bad cough and I think some skin issues and stuff like that. And he's been coming for salt therapy. And this year, he's, he's an older horse as well. And this year, he's never looked as good as he is. And I've never heard him cough once, I don't think, since he's started coming to you guys
2: yeah it's quite i mean it's quite a new therapy. It came over from um Americas so that's where we bought our yeah of from, we we, we were
4: we were looking into what's what's gonna be the next big thing in the u k We like to be sort of one step ahead of mm-hmm. um you know our, our competitors really um and see what what's what's new in there and I came across this this salt therapy. It's not an old. It's not a new therapy. It's um, it's quite an old therapy that was that was used way back uh, during the bubonic plague. Um, and people um, that were working down the mines in Eastern Europe were realising that they were some of the healthiest people um, in the world at the time. And so once the the salt mines became you know, disused. Mm -hmm. Um, They they became the first sanitariums in the world and people would travel for days and days and days to go into these caves because what they realised was any skin issues, any respiratory issues, that it was having a significant effect on them. Um, And so the the salt therapy that we use now has just, you know, over the time, being a, just come from, from that theory really i think it's um, quite
2: new where horses are concerned it's
4: though, it? It? very new where horses are concerned but um if you were say um in in europe uh, with private medical insurance and um, salt therapy is seen uh, to be something that you can do for, for respiratory issues if you was um you know if, if if you you needed um, any any sort of treatments th- there and then, so um, it's it's not it's not a relatively new product really. It's
0: fantastic. So how did you guys sort of start out with this? What was it salt that you started out with? Or how did
2: it come about? Well, initially we had sort of like a couple of therapy products. So I think at the time we had a therapy and um, the ActivoMed Med mass- massage rug. And I think a massage pad as well, was it? Yeah. Um, And we were just basically freelancing. Um, I finished my A-levels the summer before. I'd kind of been working at a couple of places. So we were kind of doing it on the side at that point. And we were just going to yards, you know, doing horses while we were there. At the time, we didn't have any sort of setup at home where we could do it. And then, obviously, we'd done a little bit of that and we were thinking, you know, there is a gap in the market, particularly in Cheshire, yeah. for a therapy centre, you know, something that's, mm-hmm. that can offer um, a huge range of things, really. And I have show jumpers myself, so, you know, horses in general do tend to get injured all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we experienced it firsthand of, of the rehabilitation process and, you know, what sort of therapies you can do to help horses. horse you know that's not veterinary so it's complementary therapies I think is what I'm trying to say so we kind of like did a little bit of research and and, you know there was a huge gap in the market and it's it's something that you know we did look into and it just worked out you know fantastically in the end so we managed to in August of 2019 set up the actual centre obviously where we can house the water treadmill and spa because you know those sort of things obviously aren't mobile so it was just kind of like your one-stop rehab centre really Um, and then obviously we then built the rehabilitation livery block which allows us to take up to six horses at a time and then everything is just you know it's all housed in one place and we can um, obviously take day visits and liveries and it all sort of evolved from you know our own horses having injuries and things like that and obviously there's always something new in the pipeline you know there's always mm. therapies and people always want to do what's best for their horse so that's kind of the route that we went down with it really. That's
0: fabulous did you so obviously you said it's like it is sort of alternative now I know that you have vets and all sorts of people sending the horses to you but initially did you were people contacting you? Did you have to advertise much or did you really feel no people are asking for this and there's just nowhere for them to go?
4: We've done very little advertising other than the social media really and it's just taken off. I just think it's something, you know, it's 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 easy to get a good reputation. It's a lot um it's a lot more difficult to keep a good reputation. <laughs> So really, um, we just work on the basis that if it was our horses and they was away, the people that bring in their horses to us, they're they're the babies, they're the pride and joy, you know, people save up and spend a lot of money on on horses and and the welfare of them so when they come to us we treat them like they're our own um and as owners you get a lot of updates with regards to the horses so if it's here on a water treadmill livery, you know you would be getting updates almost daily of the horses on the machines with the videos and even just just down to sort of you know we, we go and do night checks each night um and and you know even if they just pull in a funny face and something you might just get a, a text message on a Friday night that's just saying hi, mum. You know, it's just something as simple yeah. as that. And um, but it's what it's what keeps um, keeps the owners happy, and they they do feel very much like you know they're still very involved with the horses. They're not just coming here and disappearing for six weeks.
0: Yeah, so, which I think is right. really
4: important.
0: It is. It is definitely. And I've only heard good things about you guys, like literally from everybody. And, and the results, I think, if you know anybody that sort of used any of the therapies speak for themselves. You're also so I didn't realize you've got a water treadmill as well, haven't you? But you had that fitted new. yeah brand new
4: so it's um you know it's it's what the most state-of-the-art one that's that's on the market at the moment so as well as sort of the Mm -hmm. the um the water hanks which with all, all the staff have been trained to use correctly um, we got uh, dr matthias bowman over from germany that did training with the girls That's always on hand if ever we needed him for any questions that that we may have if we come across an ins- you know an, is- an issue that we've not had to deal with before but that yeah the the um machine also has an incline function uh which yeah. i think ours is the only one in this area yeah. that that has that incline um
2: and you can use that dry as well um because the incline actually goes up to six degrees which it's obviously quite steep really isn't it yeah um obviously once you've got a horse on it and they're getting closer to the roof it ends up like um but it's it's really good because we did um a little test sort of in-house with heart rate as well um put a heart rate monitor on you know a few horses took the resting heart rate and then tried them on the water treadmill um and there was actually a significant increase once you added the incline function so that is something that we sort of recommend to. You know, clients that are coming for fitness, if they want to improve that cardiovascular fitness, then that's a really good addition that a lot of places don't have.
0: And what has been the vet's perception of it? Do you get vets referring? How, how you know, are, are they on board with it? What we we, think?
4: we get inundated with with vet referrals, uh, physio referrals, chiropractor referrals. Um, it just comes from a, a, it lot, comes, a lot of
2: word of mouth
4: as well, really, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So there's a lot, so, of-, it's a lot of, of physios and chiropractors that um, we've never actually met that um, send send the clients to us because maybe they've got another client that's, that's used us and they've seen the benefits of the horses either coming daily or, um, you know, coming to delivery to, to with us. So, yeah, so we're, we're you know, I, I'd just like to thank them guys, actually, because um, without them, you know, it's it, they, they've been uh, instrumental in, in making this uh, such a successful business so quickly, really.
0: And what would you say sort of the most common things that people come to you with the horses? What what would you say were the three sort of top things that people come That's to you with? Huge variety, it's isn't massive it? variety,
4: but definitely fitness. That <laughs> seems to be um the the sort of
2: um I think we men. get a lot of sort of weak young horses, uh, people that are sort of wanting to build them up without obviously the strain of sort of ridden mm-hmm. and hard groundwork really. Because when they're on the water treadmill, it's um, low impact, low concussion. So obviously, it's a good way to build symmetrical muscle. Obviously, they're working in a straight line on a young horse without all the sort of detrimental effects of, you know, working them on the ground, really. So we get quite a lot for that, don't we? Yeah,
4: obviously, the rehabilitation side of it where the vets are are sending. Yeah, it's just
2: a huge variety. We've had a few kissing spines, horses that have come with locking stifles. Yeah, Um, SDFT, DDFT. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) sacrilia, suspensories, (laughs)
4: everything,
0: really. (laughs) Wow. So I'm presuming that obviously because you guys are sort of health and stuff that you're still open throughout COVID, is that right?
4: Yeah, we're we classed as um, as horse, um, horse welfare, so that means we've we're already full with liveries, so we have got to stay open for them guys anyway. So yeah. um, which allows us to uh, remain open for for day visits, but within a, a COVID secure environment.
0: So what have you guys got planned? Is are there any sort of new therapies that you've got an ear out for that you're seeing and that you're thinking, oh, we'd like to look more into that?
4: There's nothing on the market at the moment that we that's sort of taking our fancy. Um, we're always, you know, just just out there, just keeping our, our, our eye and, and ear close to the ground. But um, there's there's nothing there's nothing new at the moment what we're planning on doing is we we last year decided to put a couple of stables with their own turnout pens on them which have proved hugely popular i mean we have waiting lists for them them stables now um so for the for 2021 we are looking at Um, extending that to another three stables. So having a total of five with their own turnout pens, Um, having another area done, so um, another pen done so that we can um, add uh, a grass turnout to our already existing restricted sand turnout. Um, We've already added uh, ridden, lunging and groundwork to the rehabilitation because what we found is with a lot of the vets and physios that's something that a lot of clients um, were wanting so um, (laughs) we've added them um, and we are looking at um, going down the road of educational um days here so yeah we're literally we're down, down like...
2: the road from reese heath college like on the same road um so we've done sort of a few demonstrations and talks with the college really haven't we yeah um and we've had obviously a few come on work experience but it's something we're sort of wanting to almost create a course for isn't it because we work alongside the british horse society at the moment anyway because there's currently no accreditation for rehabilitation yards right um there's they've obviously got all the usual riding schools retraining resources but it's a little bit of a gray area with rehab yards because currently there's no sort of criteria that you have to meet to be able to mm. sort of function so we've I think it's been going for a, over, well years. over a year yeah, yeah, yeah. almost two years um with the British Horse Society it is underway but obviously it's quite a lengthy process. So we're just working alongside them to put together the curriculum, you know, for accreditation. So at the moment, we are accredited as a livery yard, but obviously in the future, we're looking to be accredited as a rehabilitation livery yard. But as we say, it's just quite a long process, but it's something that's sort of in the pipeline anyway. That's
0: fantastic. I was just going to say, so like, in regards to bookings, I'm sure you're very busy at the moment. But obviously, if any of our listeners sort of, what would your waiting time be for like a livery vacancy or treatments and things like that? How do people go about booking and contacting you?
4: Um, they can either contact us through social media. We've got a link on our webpage, um, or either through Facebook or Instagram or we do have a phone number a 0800 number which is 0800 888 6858 we do prefer to talk to clients just because we do tailor make the the rehabilitation plans to suit the horse's needs really so and alongside that we do we do like to to interlink the vets and physios to make sure that we're we're getting the the correct rehabilitation in place
0: So if anybody's interested, you know, guys,
4: go over and check them out. We're also
0: hoping that Grace and Vicky will come back on and answer some of your questions at some point. So if any of our listeners have got any questions about any of the therapies or anything like that, alternative and ways to sort of improve horse fitness and health, do feel free to send us a message and we will pass them over. Fantastic. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Brilliant. We'll hopefully (laughs) speak to you again very soon. Okay, take care. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. A big thank you to Vicky and Grace for coming on today's show. If there's anything that you've heard that you'd like to check out, do head over to the website rookeryequine.com. Up next, we've got Sophie Douglas from Sophie Douglas Hypnotherapy telling us about how hypnotherapy can help you achieve your riding goals and overcome any nerves. Stay tuned after this short break. Hi is that Sophie? Hi there how are you doing? Very well thank you how are you?
5: Good I'm good thank you yay.
0: How's your weekend been has the snow disappeared are you guys okay up there? Yeah
5: we're not too bad actually now it was quite snowy sort of Friday Saturday and then all froze so it was just like a a massive ice rink around the field But, but it's all thawed out now which is not too bad and it's Quite warm for Scotland, dare I say. We're sitting at about seven degrees today, so it's, it's feeling a little bit tropical. <laughs> oh, that's quite nice. That's not
0: bad at all. That's not bad at all.
5: Absolutely. <laughs> what about yourself? Did you have a nice weekend?
0: Yeah, it was lovely. I think the snow finally went um, on Saturday enough to get a, a little bit sort of on the roads. Mm-hmm. Um, um, no, it must have been Sunday because now today, like the paddocks doable again, whereas it wasn't quite last night. It was still, it was still hard sort of under yeah. some of the surface water that we'd had, but um, no, we're, we're back on track now and hopefully, I don't know, hopefully oh. that's it, but you can't be too sure, can you? <laughs> I
5: know, just keeping fingers crossed, isn't it? It really is.
0: That's it, that's it. So... Um, We wanted you to come on the show because we're really interested in in what it is you're doing. Um, Just for our listeners, do you want to give us a little bit of an overview for you and and what it is you do?
5: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm a solution focused hypnotherapist. Um, I work with health problems so from anxiety and depression uh, insomnia ocd all, all the sort of usuals if you like anything that affects the brain mm-hmm. um but i specialize in sports performance um, and in particular um, equestrian performance ah fabulous fabulous
0: So how did you get started out and into what you're doing? Because you're hosting yourself, aren't you, Sophie?
5: Yeah, absolutely. So I started training as a hypnotherapist um, five years ago now. And initially just kind of thought it was just going to be a bit of a sideline, just something to sort of keep me busy. um, And it just seemed to really take off. And quite quickly, I was working full time as a hypnotherapist. Wow. Um, and I then started to sort of see how it was affecting people's lives and really in particular noticing how many riders were coming to me um, and I actually started riding well I restarted riding I should say quite late on um, I had a sort of 10-year break in the middle mm-hmm. um, and then I came back into riding and kind of realized that um, how fearful people could be that we suddenly start thinking um, we could fall off, it might hurt, what if this happens, what if that happens, (laughs) we think about everything that could possibly happen. Especially Um, as adults
0: and returning to adults, I think, when a kid and you were riding and then you got sort of a very nice, you know, rose-tinted view of remembrance of what it was like as a kid when you had no fear and I was in the same boat myself, I picked it back up sort of in my Mm mid-twenties and it wasn't the same as when I was 15. (laughs)
5: <laughs> absolutely oh, I, I think we, we suddenly we feel the, the an instant fear when we're an adult when we're young and um, especially as sort of young children we don't have that fear response we don't know that something can be fearful we just get on and do it yes. and then suddenly when we come back as an adult and um, maybe that we've had a bit of a break or maybe that it's just been after a bad fall or something our mind kicks into overdrive and we overthink and we worry and we panic and all these sort of symptoms start to come into Mm -hmm. play that we would never normally have when we were a child. Um, So it was then that I actually realised that this is something that I really wanted to focus on. Um, I saw the improvements in myself that I was able to sort of get on a lot better. um, And I started to notice that there was more and more riders coming to the clinic. um, And I thought, yeah, this is definitely something that affects so many equestrians um, all over definitely
0: so how does it actually work because I've heard of hypnotherapy being used for sort of stopping smoking and to be honest I've seen it done in an entertainment way over in Spain and so I saw my friend my very very good friend we were actually on her hen and she was hypnotized when we went to her wedding in Cyprus and I couldn't I'd never seen somebody hypnotized and to be honest I didn't sort of put myself up for it she did you know um because the thought of it absolutely terrified me especially in that sort of scenario but i wouldn't have sort of of believed it worked to that degree until i actually saw it myself how how does it work
5: Absolutely. So really, we're looking at getting in ourselves into a trance state. Um, and I must admit, when I speak to my clients about that, they kind of panic and they go, trance. That sounds a bit scary. Yeah. Um, but it's really nothing very scary at all. It's kind of like a daydream state. So, you know, when you're driving along a road that we know like the back of our hands, yeah. And we go into that kind of autopilot. We're away thinking about all the strange mm. things of the day. And and suddenly we arrive somewhere and we think, oh, my goodness, have I yes. done that roundabout? We all know that feeling, yes. don't we? Yes. Um, so that's us basically going to, into a trance-like state. Um, it's when our conscious mind is given time to wander, to drift think about all that we might do and it's given our subconscious mind that step forward to become a bit more open to become a bit more receptive and mm-hmm. um, and with hypnotherapy that's where we can really make some strong changes and yeah. um, so it's just that it's, it's actually just really an, a nice deep relaxation I think people come to me because they like having a little nap mm-hmm. I think that's the main thing and um, it's just a lovely relaxation and as I say once they're in that state and um, we can start to just create some nice alterations to the mindset um, and creating really positive changes, which is the main thing of of what I do, especially being on the solution focused side of being a hypnotherapist.
3: Ah
0: right okay now that sounds really interesting, really interesting. what would you say was sort of the most common problems like what were the, you know when did you sort of notice that mm-hmm. sort of the questions coming to you and what were they asking what were the initial you know what are the most common things that you come across
5: yeah. so really initially I think it started off as mainly competitors and um, that were coming for some help that were maybe feeling a bit of pressure they were maybe f- whether it was pressure from themselves whether it was pressure from people around them they were beating themselves up quite a lot and just noticing that their performance wasn't as good as it had been because they knew fine well that their mind just wasn't in the right place yeah and um, so I think that was sort of the, the main introduction but it's really come from all areas now and that even just a usual happy hacker that quite is just happily walking and trotting around the countryside Mm -hmm. but I think there comes a time in an equestrian's career where no matter what level we're at we have little blips things that just maybe it's a little fright maybe we've had a little tumble or maybe we just got on one day and just didn't quite feel that lovely sensation that we used to feel Mm -hmm. and so I think that's where it's really starting to build up is that it's a little bit of everyone coming whether it's confidence motivation or just generally wanting to enjoy riding again yes. which i think sometimes what we what we forget that it should be enjoyable
0: it's so easy it's so easy to lose sight of things like amy um, so i've been not struggling with the young horse but you know it does mm-hmm. it feels like work all the time and sort of amy who i co-host with the you know she's like come on you're getting on one of my ponies and you're coming to summerford park and we're just gonna have a ride right and you're not gonna worry about your position or Mm -hmm. or anything like that you're just gonna come and remember why you ride and it's because you enjoy it because it is it's an odd one but it's so easy to forget
5: oh absolutely and i think i think it sometimes pressure from ourselves I think especially with equestrianism being such a um, dare I say expensive sport Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I think sometimes people put a lot of pressure on themselves they're maybe paying a lot of money they're putting a lot of time and effort in if they're not getting the results that they then wish for you can really start beating themselves up and not enjoying what they're doing Um, so I think you're absolutely right just getting on and sometimes not thinking about the position sometimes not thinking about the textbook and sort of rights and wrongs but just having a really nice time as we would when we were children when we just loved jumping on a pony and running around the countryside together
0: (laughs) yeah yeah no definitely is there anybody that it doesn't work on have you ever encountered anybody that it didn't work for
5: yeah it's so fortunately with hypnotherapy um, it does work with everyone which is a really nice factor in that it affects everyone in different ways and it's what that individual person takes from it so mm-hmm. this is when it slightly differs from the hypnotism that we maybe see on the tv and on the stage so yeah. stage hypnotism is very much dependent on certain people and certain people respond to it better than others um, but with hypnotherapy because it's just a lovely relaxation and because it's what you are wanting, it can really work for everyone. And everyone relaxes in their own way. So everyone takes on board the information in their own way. And some people it only takes one or two sessions. Some people come for four, five, six sessions, just really dependent on how they feel it works themselves and how ready they are um, to take those steps forward.
0: What sort, of, what sort of outcomes have you had? Like, can you give us an example of somebody that's come to you and sort of they've had a few sessions and then what's been the outcome for them?
5: Yeah, absolutely. So as I say, I've had a few um, clients going to the likes of Blair and um, places like that, which was lovely. And and yeah. I always go and follow them, which is quite exciting. I yeah. get to go, go up and have a little trip for myself, which is always good. But um, I think a lot of the time, especially with particular clients that are reaching to quite high goals, they come just really self-doubting in their own ability. I think you get to a stage that it's maybe their first Three star, or it's maybe their first, even a a BE80, it's something like that, that -hmm. it's the first time trying, and suddenly all the self-doubt starts to fly in and they start to think I can't do it maybe I'll just sit back and do the lower level or whatever it might be Mm -hmm. Um, and when they do finally reach that stage that they were looking for and they get themselves to Blair or they get themselves to whatever horse trials they were aiming for the sensation of pride that flows through them is incredible and and just seeing that smile on their face of just enjoying their their um their event is just exactly what we will it must um, be amazing to
0: see and to know that you've contributed to that and helped that person in such a significant way
5: it's lovely I must admit it's such a rewarding job i absolutely love it um i have a lovely um sponsored rider at the moment which is lovely to have i've done a little competition last year um oh, wow. to to get a sponsored rider on board and we have some had some lovely entries um but we we got one um nice and local just uh, just down the road from me um and seeing her going from strength to strength has just been incredible and she's got a lovely ex-race horse that she's retraining herself and it's it's just so rewarding for her um, and for me to watch them as well. It
0: must be so nice and almost like a case study yourself that you've worked with the new progress you can follow. That's absolutely lovely. Are they on Instagram? Have they got an account any, any Yay. To follow?
5: Yeah, so it's Katie Simpson. Um she's on Instagram, she's on Facebook, go and have a follow. Um you can you can get to her through my Instagram as well. Um she's lovely to follow and just to see how well. She's getting on with her lovely horse. Arthur It's just so lovely oh, to see.
0: We'll definitely, we'll definitely check them out. Have you encountered any scepticism in what you do? Or do you find it's more people coming to you so you don't have to deal with that? And what would you say to any sceptics if that is the case? Yeah
5: hundred <laughs> percent there's a lot of skepticism in in my job um, and I think a lot of it comes from it just being a little bit different yeah. it's not necessarily something that many people have heard of um, and in the grand scheme of things hypnotherapy is quite a recent quite a modern form of therapy mm-hmm. so it's not had as much sort of airplay as maybe some other therapies have um so you do get sort of people saying oh it's it's just, um, it, can you make me dance like a chicken or yeah, something so like that?
0: some fear as well. It's fear of relinquishing yeah. control or that you're going to lose control a little bit going through that. Because like you say, a lot of the, the only introduction most people have to hypnotism is stage hypnotism. So then I think, oh, God, no, I don't want to be made to look stupid. That must be a Ash, bit of a barrier
5: oh I think you've hit the nail on the head I think it's just that weariness there of the unknown I think at the end of the day we always fear something that we don't know enough about mm-hmm. um, and I think that does make people just a little bit more on edge and um, luckily so far everyone that has been sceptical has come round and and does now really love um, hypnotherapy which is a good sign Really. Um, good. Absolutely. But it, it as you say, there there is always that little skepticism there. and um, and I think hopefully just as we progress on and the more hypnotherapists that there are in the in uh, the UK and the more people that try hypnotherapy, I think slowly but surely it will become just a normal day to day thing that yes. if you're not having a great time, you just need to go and see the hypnotherapist. It's just There's a another really resource, isn't it? It is. I
0: think I think The only lining perhaps for for the COVID situation is that there's been more of the emphasis on mental health and there's been a more open and frank discussion about sort of alternative and things that you can do to help yourself as well. And and people are much more open to looking at different options and, and different techniques to help. I see like daily on facebook in sort of nervous rider locker confidence groups and things like that people begging for a bit of a reset like what can i do how can i help myself and and i think people are much more open about that now whereas perhaps five or ten years ago that wasn't the case
5: Absolutely oh, and I think it's lovely to see that as well people just starting to open up that little bit and say look I'm having a bit of a tough time and mm-hmm. knowing that there's nothing wrong with that that's absolutely yes. fine um, and knowing that there's so much help out there to be able to get you past that stage I think I've seen, I, I've seen so much people coming to me and saying you know what this is my last resort I'm going to sell the horse if I don't manage to get this done and you yes. think it's such a shame that it's managed to get to that stage mm-hmm. that it's sort of so so intense that they're just about to sell their their lifelong horse um, and yeah. so I think it is lovely that people are now reaching out and I think you're right that mental health is really starting to come to the forefront which is amazing to see mm-hmm. it really is that people are just talking and and reaching out and helping I think is wonderful no, it's lovely if
0: anybody's interested in finding out more Sophie how do they get in touch with you
5: so I am on Facebook and Instagram Um, so I'm just Sophie Douglas Hypnotherapy on both Facebook and Instagram and um, I also have a book coming out Oh, wow. um, at the end of this month um, so you can either get onto that through the Instagram and Facebook page or you can go direct to Mind Strong Ride Strong and um, that's on Instagram and Facebook as well and it's just a guide to feeling feeling more confident in the saddle building up that confidence um, and starting to enjoy our time with our horse again and um, looking at loads of self-help techniques um and touching a little bit of some self-hypnosis as well which is quite exciting i think people oh. quite enjoy doing that
0: oh no that sounds really interesting we'll have to get you back on to give us some um self-hypnosis tips and to update updates as to how the book's going and things like that that sounds really interesting oh, for this that'd team. be
5: amazing that'd be amazing thank you so much
0: no you're very welcome and we will of course link to sophie's page the website and where you can find the book over at horsefeeduk.co.uk for anybody that wants to check that out and, and perhaps can't find off the links. But do go over on Facebook and Instagram and give Sophie an ad and find out more about it. Definitely. It sounds so interesting. Um, I'll have to book myself a few sessions, I think. Do you do it face-to-face or are you more... Um can you do it over the telephone what's your preference
5: yeah so normally I would always prefer to do face-to-face sessions I think that tends to work really nicely especially with new maybe slightly um anxious clients that are a little bit nervous Um, But obviously, during these times, um, things are a little bit tougher to see people face to face, of course. Um, So I am offering some just some tips and tricks online. So if anyone's wanting just a few bits of help along the way, I'm more than happy to send over um, some techniques to try at home and just various little self-help worksheets and things like that um, that can just help along the way. Um, whilst they're sitting at home themselves yeah
0: oh that's brilliant Sophie thank you so much it's been lovely to find out a little bit more and like I said it'd be great to have you to come back on as well and share some of those tips with us in the future but no thank you
5: that would be amazing thank you so much for having me it's been lovely to chat to you today
0: you too thank you very much
5: thank you so much
0: a huge thank you to Sophie for coming on. And I think dispelling spelling some myths about hypnotherapy and definitely I hope that it's given any of you that were considering it as a complimentary alternative to sort of get your riding groove back on. Do head over on Instagram and Facebook and check her out up next we've got another top tip from the dressage coach if you haven't already please do check these guys out they've got amazing offers on membership and it's just fantastic at the moment because obviously we're struggling to get out and instructors and things like that everything that you could possibly think of that you possibly need for riding is all on their website so do head over to the dressagecoach.com
1: training tips with the dressagecoach.com
3: Hi guys, it's Maddie from The Dressage Coach here. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about how to get your horse's walk just right. So I see this quite often that um, the the walk is actually the hardest pace to get right. And it's often um, quite ignored as well. We don't do a lot of work in the walk. Um, People seem to get quite bored with it but it's really important to get right because especially for those that want to do dressage uh, there's actually quite high marks with this so we really need to nail it in it's quite often a times two mark so first thing we need to remember is that the horse needs to be in a good four beat walk it needs to have relaxation and it needs to have a good nod through its head and neck so it should be free it should be able to move the commonest faults we see with the walk is uh, the rider pushing the walk too fast and putting tension in. So the back becomes quite hard. It becomes quite tense. The horse starts taking these little tiny steps and is rushing tension. Sometimes the horse jogs. We don't want this. We want the horse to be really relaxed. And then actually with greater relaxation, we see a longer stride with more overtrack. track. So, the best way to ride the walk is, in fact, not from our legs really, but from our seat and from allowing hands, from letting the head nod forward and up and down. That allows the skeleton of the horse to be freer and to move through and to have that greater overtrack. So, what we want to think about when we're riding the walk is that. Yes, we need energy. So we do need to encourage the horse forward. We don't want the horse barely moving, but too much energy is going to cause the opposite effect. It's going to shorten the walk. It's going to make the horse tight. So trying to encourage with our hips and gently with our legs will allow the horse forward and will allow the energy to travel from the hind legs through the back, through the neck, and nicely out into a relaxed frame. Now, if we wanted to collect the walk and still keep relaxation, we would reduce the amount of nod and maybe we need to apply just a bit more energy so that we can use the frame in a different way. So we would restrict the amount of allowance that our hands and upper body give. We would quieten the seat a little bit and we would just gently place the legs around. What we need to be really careful of is that the horse doesn't start to walk laterally. And when we talk about a horse walking laterally, um, it's when both legs on one side move at the same time rather than creating that nice V-shape first. They both move forward. If you think about how a camel walks, that's a lateral walk and we definitely don't want our horses to do that. Now, that can be easily created by a rider riding with too much hand too much leg and the horse just starts to move in an irregular pattern like that so what i'm suggesting guys is you spend some time working in your walk in your schooling sessions Um, i spend loads of time in walk i like to do all my lateral work in walk as well Um, i think it's a really good way you can get a good feel for the horse it puts nice suppleness and energy into the walk. Make sure you're working on those walks. Make sure that you can go from a free walk into a medium walk or collected walk without tension creeping in. Remember, you've got to find the balance from having the horse out on a long rein to shortening the rein and putting the frame back shorter. This all needs practice. So guys, make sure you go away and work on those walks. I hope you found that helpful if there's anything you'd like me to cover on these tips then either let me know at the dressage coach or let the great guys at the horse uk know and we'll get that done for you see you soon guys
4: join the dressage coach hub today for loads of great content support and offers only at the
2: dressagecoach.com
0: fudgy chunks uk we hope that you enjoyed this episode of the horse feed uk as always a massive thank you to everyone who's contributed for today's show as those of you that follow us on social media know we always do a social saturday post and anybody that gives us a like or a comment we will give them a shout out on the show today's shout outs are going to kaz.lu too old to fall off you show on eventing He's going to come on the show very soon and tell us all about what it's like eventing at a freestyle level and representing Hong Kong. Lucy Richards eventing, Jazzy Equestrian, Cheryl Bernadette Buckley, Dinky Denim and also Jake the Gypsy Cobb. We also want to say shout out to the Equestrian Business Awards. If you guys haven't checked them out yet and got your nominations in, please head over on instagram and take a look we also want to remind you that samantha osborne is running a 10k giveaway she's wanting to get to 10,000 followers so if you don't already follow her do head over to samantha osborne equestrian on instagram and give her a follow if any of you guys want a special shout out on the show all you have to do is like comment and let us know thank you very much for listening to today's episode we'll be back next fortnight with another brilliant one for you until then take care and happy riding Baby. This episode of the Horsefeed UK podcast was produced by me, your host Sam. With a big thank you to Amy Bolin for co hosting the intro segment, our current cover star is Stilo Blue Native. A great way to support our show right now is to head over to the website for Horsespeeduk.co.uk, check out our merchandise, and enter one of our brilliant photo competitions.